0: Shut up, and sit down.
1: I want to welcome everyone to a brand new, wonderful, bizarro land episode, episode two, three, one of Third Shift. Before we do anything, before I even introduce anybody that could be here, which, surprise, surprise, it's probably the same person who it always is, I want to say I embrace our new robot emperors and overlords, the Embracer Group. I want to tell you right now, you are (laughs) amazing, and I love you, and I will support you in all your endeavors. We're here for you. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to Third Shift, and Embracer Group podcast. That's Actually, right. that's not bad See? because
0: it doing my research, there's all kinds of good games oh. from all kinds of great companies oh. in this group.
1: Mm, Ambler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's lots of possibilities here, Matt, but we'll talk about that in just a little short while. Before we do that, I do have to say today, it is me, your, I don't know, human being, Eric, I'm here <laughs> 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 and with me is the cackling son of a gun, the inglorious bastard, Mr. Matt. He's here, too, and we're going to have a wonderful little episode for you. So, with that being said and done, before we get rocking and rolling, Matt, what's this week been like, man? What's going on?
0: It's been a weird, bizarre week, because I feel like I haven't played almost any video games at all. One of the ones that I have been playing, Animal Crossing New Horizons, I play it every day, so I don't mention it all the time, but I am always playing it. Also, got another stream in of The Outer Worlds. Love that game, fantastic. There's nothing more for me to say. I love it and it's fantastic and the writing's great and I have a great time every time I play it and every time I play it I go, man, I should play and stream this every single day and I'd be so much happier and then the next day I go, oh, well, I don't know. But other than that and another game we're going to talk about a lot later in the episode, it's just been a gaming funk, dude. I I think I've gotten into watching the Awesome Games Done Quick stuff from this past year just watching speedruns of games and listening to cool commentary and tricks and tips and, you know, even like the glitchy stuff, it's interesting to see how they do it and, I don't know, just because no game is like really crying out to me. I smashed through Cyberpunk, playing all that, you know, a few weeks ago, getting in the Outer Worlds, Katana Zero that I absolutely destroyed in like two play sessions, so I feel like I like binged on gaming, like I ate a giant buffet of games, and now I'm just like, oh, I don't know man, I- I got to take a break from doing that. So I don't know. I'm just in that funk, but I'm so I'm consuming games with my eyeballs more than I am with my thumbs and my fingers right now. That was my week. Other than the one game we're going to talk about later in the episode. What about you, sir?
1: So first of all, I want to say, what happened to like like a dragon? Did you ever finish that? What happened with that?
0: It's still on the docket. I I got to start streaming that again.
1: Just Matt, just let it die. You know, it's weird because Matt's letting this, this one die. The master of Yakuza, the Yakuza Lord, is just letting this one just shrivel up on the vine. And I'm over here stoked because I can't wait to get my hands on it come, like, March when it comes to PS5 or whatever that release date is. I want to play it. I hear nothing but good news, how so cool and fun it is. But the man, the myth, the legend, the one who loves Yakuza seems to just be like, meh, I don't really like this one.
0: Well, I mean, it's like I've said before on the Whatcha Your or on Third Shift proper. I enjoy it. The gameplay is fun and stuff, but the story segments just so long and spaced out. And not like in a good way. Like I've said, they're like, the, the thing that happened that I got inside of 30 seconds watching it happen, I understand what's going to happen here. Yeah. And they got to be like, oh, man, I wonder what happens. Oh, golly. What do you think happened? Oh, man, what's going to happen here? Oh, wow. Like 45 minutes later, we finally uncovered the truth. Yeah, like, ah. <laughs> I, just, uh, I, just, I just couldn't take it. I, I needed a break. Now it's been a big, long break. <laughs> a big,
1: long break. I mean, I feel like... You might as well just wait for March now at this point and play the PS5 version.
0: <laughs> when I stopped, I was right on the cusp, a truck full of Yakuza were going into this other clan's territory. We're going to mess stuff up. So maybe when I get in, it'll just be action, 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 action. That's what I'm hoping. But I'm just terrified of just, they're going to get there and be like, huh, why are you here? Oh, well, huh, why are we here? Man, what do you think happened
1: over there? What
0: I can't deal with it again. I can't do it. Maybe I'll just start skipping the story and just play it like it's like a grindy play, RPG. Well, That's all Play it like do. everybody
1: else does. Skip the story. Nobody pays attention to stories and games. That's the way it goes. Just be like everybody else, man. Just no. swallow the pill and do it.
0: Nah, I could say a lot of stuff about that. No, we're not doing that. You're going to tell me how your week was. That's all okay. we're going to do.
1: I won't mess with you anymore. Fine. Jeez. So, on top of the game that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, I did some Nero Tompata. This game is wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm in love with it. But there's a caveat to this. All right. I don't like how vague these quests are. Like, it'll be like, oh, hey, the red zone, go to the red zone and for the quest. You go there and there's nothing. And it doesn't tell you, like, you're supposed to actually trigger it by doing a certain else, something else or whatever. I've got, like, three or four quests at this point that aren't triggering, and I don't know, without going and looking them up, I have no idea what it wants. And then in some of them, it'll tell you, go here for this quest. I go to the location, there's nothing there. Now, luckily, I'm searching around like a crazy person, and I'll find, like, an item. And it doesn't look any different from any other item, but I'll just pick it up, because, hey, you know, collect items, get, you know, crafting stuff, etc. All of a sudden, boop, 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 quest item. And I'm like, but... You didn't say I had to find an item. You didn't say that's what I had to do. You just said, help this person. Go here. Well, I go there thinking maybe something's going to pop. Nope, nothing. It's just there's a thing off in the corner by this tree. You picked it up, and now you're on the next part of the quest. The questing in this game is, is frustrating. It's irritating, to be honest, to be quite frank about it all. Yeah. But the music is gorgeous. The world is fantastic. The story itself is unique and fun and neat and intriguing, and I want to be there. But beyond the main questing, when it comes to just doing fulfilling side quests, some of them are, you know, really actually simple. Hey, my sister went to the desert. Okay, big red marker, sister go to the desert, there she is, escort her back, that kind of thing. Mm. But some of them are really ridiculous and make no sense, and, and I'm like, I don't have time to figure this out, so now you're making me go online, Google what what's this quest, and that takes you out of the story. So I, I don't like doing it because then I'm just kind of I feel like I'm just doing check boxes, and so with this game I get a fill. I start it and I'm just like on cloud ten, you know I'm ready to roll, and then after about three or four quests, I go yeah you're irritating me now. All right, I'm done for the day, mm-hmm. and then I come back cloud ten. Ready to roll. I love this game. It's the bestest game. Three, four quests. You're irritating me now. I'll turn you off. Okay. <laughs> I mean, now that you
0: mention that, I remember those. Now that has been so long, I didn't have all those memories just fade away and I remember all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say one of the good things is since you play through, you do so many playthroughs of it, you get those same quests and you'd be like, all right, I did that already. I don't, I don't care. So your next few playthroughs. You'll just just start zooming through. You can't just, yeah, yeah.
1: So for the first one, you know, it is getting, it gets ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. But, man, I'm telling you, God, the story is so freaking weird and cool and neat. The environments are so freaking cool. The music is just out of this world. I love it. I, I really enjoy the game. I'm so glad I'm playing it. And finally, even though I watched Matt play a bunch of it, I'm so glad I'm doing it myself. Because I'm totally ready for near replicant when that hits now. It's gonna be a good time. And I can't wait to see how this story rolls out as I find it, you know, finish it and then go do the second, third, fourth, fifth playthrough, whatever it takes to get to the, the actual ending of the game and what's supposed to happen. So there we are with that. Still a little baby in it, but we're rocking and rolling. We're having a good time. And then the last game, the medium. I bit the bullet and I spent one whole dollar and I got the <laughs> Get out of here, Howard. (laughs) And I got the game pass for three months. All right. So I downloaded the medium. I put it on there. And, man, it is like the old school survival horror games. You know, it's got those beautiful fixed camera angles like I was already talking about. Gorgeous graphics. Everything's really cool. The main chick there, she's pretty cool. But she does explain things a lot to the point where, like, you're saying where you're like, I know. We don't got to talk about it. Let's just keep rolling. So. I do see that criticism, and I understand it, and it is sometimes mildly annoying, but I don't. I think it's kind of over-talked about. I don't think it's as bad as people say, but it is mildly frustrating occasionally. My number one thing on the positive so far, and I'm not very far in, mind you, I've only got about five, six hours in, is the best thing so far, the environments are awesome. The stories, cool. I, I'm interested to see what the hell's going on. It's piqued my interest. I love the cool dual worlds and how they look and how you've got to like look in one and go into the other and then come back and sometimes fully embrace the other one. I think that mechanic's pretty neat, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the, uh, the little spooks and stuff. It's not really scary, scary like Silent Hill, but it's enjoyable. The one thing that's frustrating me is the screen will split a lot of times, and you will be in both worlds simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Now, in general, it's like a 50-50, but when you're interacting you're trying to do something, it'll kind of go to, like, three-fourths one and then one force the other. You don't know which one you're supposed to find the item or the, the clue or whatever it is. And it's very hard to, like, focus on both at the same time. Yeah. So you'll end up focusing on one and you'll be, like, exploring and being an idiot, going all over the place, trying to find something to no avail. And then you got to go back through the whole thing again on the other one, trying to find the thing, you know what I mean? And so you're doubling up your work and your time to find the clue or the item or whatever it is. And it's, it gets frustrating because you're like, oh my God, I just, I just sat here for like 11 minutes searching everywhere. Now I got to go search 11 minutes on the other screen right below me to do it again.
0: It sounds like you picked the perfect two pack games to play. Go over there and find the thing. Oh God, I gotta look under every tree and bush. Oh yeah. man.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what's happening. So I'm I'm not in a slump slump, but I am in the mode where both these games irritate me after like a while of playing, and I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm done. So I'm in the mood I'm in that kind of mode where like I got great games to play, and these are both fun games at the moment, but I can't Play him like I do, like a persona, where I'm just right, like I'll yeah. I'll play for eight hours. I don't care if nobody bugs me. I'll never stop. I'll never stop. I can't do it. Both these games are like a little bit of time in. All right, man, this is great, but I'm done for the day. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like oh man, really? I want something that's gonna last and keep me to where I'm just like like a little kid just playing, 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 playing. Oh, yeah, I have to go away. No, why? Why? Mm-hmm. So, both games, fantastic. I do like them both. I am enjoying them both, and I will finish them both. But neither of them, for me, are like those games where I can just eat it until I die kind of games. That's what I've been doing this week. There you
0: go. <laughs> something else you can eat until you die. Our shift codes for Golden Keys of Borderlands, the pre-sequel, and we actually got a shift code for one to three golden keys in borderlands three but now that's expired but still hit up the twitter the red forums the instagram hit up your preferred shift code provider get yourself some free loot in any kind of fantastic game that you want to play because you got to play the pre-sequel man we got to play pre-sequel again i wasn't even going to do this part in the show but then we got all this gearbox news and now we got to do the show proper format oh my goodness here we go shift codes i wanted to cut it out of the show eric said no but i'm here having a great time we're doing it i don't care shift codes
1: forever (laughs) Now, what you did notice, we did at least cut out video game releases. There were a couple. So there you go, man. You got a little bonus on the old episode today. There ain't much out. But
0: but do check out Sword of the Necromancer because that's pretty cool. It's a little roguelike.
1: And do go check out Habroxia too because that looks really cool. If you like Life Force and or Gradius, super awesome. I'm totally into it. So there you go. <laughs> Hello.
0: Hello. We had it ready and we're actually <laughs> we're super did. into both games we're gonna <laughs> talk, we were going <laughs> to talk about. It. But oh, we didn't talk God. about
1: it either. Screw it. <laughs> <up. laughs> So anyways, he says go play the pre-sequel. I'm saying keep on playing some Borderlands 3 and get super invested because on Sunday the 7th this month, all the folks, Jolts, Dude, and Them are going to have all sorts of information for you, sign-up sheets, all the good stuff for The Hunt 2021. You will be able to participate and have so much fun in Borderlands 3, doing all that, having a great time. It is back. It is happening. So if you want to know more about it, follow, I don't know, there's probably multiple individuals to follow, but I know Joel Stood was going to have up a video and the sign-up sheets and all that good stuff on Sunday the 7th here for you to get going and have a good time in the hunt 2021 on Borderlands 3.
0: I should actually sign up for it, or at least like watch it or see what the things are, because like when we've covered the first hunt, I was like, "Oh, that sounds neat," and I never paid attention to it at all. Like obviously, it's like farming for gear and doing that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. killing rare bosses, getting the pieces,
1: getting the points for getting all the different uh, legendaries and stuff. Yeah,
0: it's not stuff that I'm super into, but anytime we talk about it, I'm like, "Oh yeah," and then it's forgotten out of my mind forever. So maybe this time I should actually like look into it. And a lot of people are streamers here doing the hunt. It might be fun to just watch it and see all the pieces that I'm never gonna get.
1: I would do it, but I just don't have the time anymore. That's my problem. Right? Yeah. Like for me, I, you know me. I love the grind. I love farming for legendaries. That stuff is cool and fun. Mm-hmm. But if I want to keep up to date on video games and, and everything else, I got to be playing them, and that yeah. doesn't give me time to go farm legendaries over and over again in, in one particular game. Because at the end of the year, I'll oh I only played three games, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and that's, that's not, not acceptable. That's
1: not that's not acceptable anymore. You know, I got to be a connoisseur. I got to have played a, a plethora of games and be informed on what's going on. So the hunt is awesome, and I love it, but I can't participate. I just don't have the time for it.
0: And you gave me the perfect segue. Being informed on what's going on. Hmm, what's one thing you could watch? They would help you be informed on something that's going on. Oh, it's something we got to tease about yesterday or the day before. The Borderlands show. It's coming back with a reveal of the director's cut. It's going to be coming out the 10th of February at noon Eastern time, the only time that there is. I don't care about your Pacific time. Don't tell me it's at 9 a.m. because it's not. It's It's at noon. Twitch.tv slash Borderlands. Go check it out. I can't wait to see Fran Mirabella III providing expert insight. On all the good stuff coming in the director's cut.
1: You know, this is, this is awesome and sad. It's awesome because we're going to hear all about the director's cut. And of course, if you didn't see the teaser images, the door, the door everybody's been waiting for. We're going to get your first open world boss or whatever you want to call it. It's coming. I can't wait. It's going to be super cool. Me and Matt are going to go bang our heads against it and probably die and never get it. Yes. Because that's what we do. It's going to be the best. But it's going to be revealed. And that's why this is so exciting and so happy. But it is also so sad because the Borderlands show, of course, is hosted by Greg Miller and Fran the III. And I follow those two and I appreciate a lot of their content. You know what I mean? I, I, I think Greg Miller is hilarious. He does some of the craziest shit ever. And Fran Bella, you know, for what he plays and what he does, he's super informed and he's very in-depth in what he does. But they haven't mentioned Borderlands in a long time. So mm-hmm. neither one of them, I think, are are very up to date on anything Borderlands whatsoever. So it is always that sad moment when you hear them start talking and you're like, nah, I don't think you guys have actually done or anything in Borderlands in like nine months mm-hmm. plus at least for sure. <sighs> Here we go. All right. Tell me, what I, tell me what I need to know so I can tell everybody else what they need to know. Damn it.
0: And I'm somewhat in the sad boat with you, not just for that reason, but then also, you know, they're saying, hey, we're going to show off the director's cut. Well, that means it's coming in just a few weeks. I was expecting it maybe like June. We could get like another big drop of all this cool stuff. It feels like it's really soon. And then I'm worried about what's the rest of the year going to have. Is it going to be little drips and drops? Is it going to be like one big thing at the end of the year? And this was the beginning of the year thing. I'm excited to see more content but I feel like for some reason I wanted to see it
1: later. That doesn't make any sense. I want my stuff to be delayed. You're completely crazy, Matt, because we don't have to worry about that anymore because they've been embraced by the Embracer group. They are now part of the Embracer group, Matt. For $1.3 billion, they have just been absorbed by a former THQ Nordic Mm -hmm. who owns everything. Billions of things, tons of things, lots of things, the mostest of things. Gearbox now belongs to them. Randy Pitchford does remain over Gearbox, but he has a boss now. He is no longer the top fiddle in the playroom. And with that, there's bonuses and there's negatives, but a big bonus is they got a lot of extra money now, True. which means they get to hire both Quebec and Texas accordingly. So they get to get on a whole bunch of extra people on both studios to work on whatever existing titles they have and whatever new IPs, et cetera, that they want to work on, which, in the statement, said that's exactly what they are currently doing now Mm. that they're part of the Embracer group. They're hiring across the board for all sorts of shenanigans, both stuff they're already currently working on, and new IP. So... No, man, it's fine that we get this wonderful little director's cut coming up really, really soon because they've got money just being showered on me. You hear that little noise? It's showered all over the place, right on their faces. They're going to hire a bunch of new people. They're finally, finally going to be like, hey, Brothers in Arms is coming because we can finally put enough people on it to make it come out. The game we've heard that was in development for six years almost is going to come someday. It's wonderful. And then new IP, that has me excited.
0: That does, yes.
1: I'm like, new IP, what do you mean? Is it one of the existing THQ Nordic uh, titles that were absorbed? while well, now Embracer Group. Or is it an actual fresh new IP? I don't know. And then... On top of it all, Matt, the 2K came through and it's like, "Hey, we're super excited and happy that uh, Gearbox got eaten up by an Embracer group, and we're super excited to say that you know we're still working with them on uh, Borderlands and possibly other IPs that were in existence." And I'm like, "What does that mean? Is that just covering their butts, or was there already some kind of new game that we don't even know about, or is it Project One v One that's still <laughs> that's still development that was with 2K?" <laughs> That's gonna come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's that mean? So, 2K's still working with them on Borderlands 3, and of course owns you know Borderlands 1 and 2. Is 2K gonna still be there for Borderlands 4? I doubt it. Embracer Group's got billions of dollars to spare. Do you think honestly they gotta work with 2K anymore, or is Embracer Group even gonna let them work with 2K anymore on that? Who knows? I know, right? It's crazy. It, it, this opens up a lot of stuff. Both good and bad, because Gearbox, when it was its own entity, it could do what it wanted. At the end of the day, Randy Pitchford and the gang said, this is what we want to do, this is what we're not going to do. They could be what they wanted to be. And 2K knew that they could do Borderlands, but they also kind of let them have free reign because they'd, you know, they'd been successful with Borderlands 1 and 2 and, and the pre-sequel to some extent. They've done well. So 2K kind of just let them do whatever. Is the Embracer group the same way? Are they still going to be a free ship? Or or is things going to change a little bit?
0: If you look at some of the games that this embracer group owns, the companies that make the game, it's all kinds of stuff. I mean, Flying Wild Hog that does Shadow Warrior, they totally do their own stuff. 4A, which does Metro, there's there's your favorite thing of the last few yeah, years. Yeah, Metro's
1: freaking awesome.
0: They own Coffee Stain, who did Hunt Down, which is one of my games of the year last year. hmm I mean, there are a lot of games that, you know, companies I don't know and games I haven't played and or haven't heard of. But it's like a whole wide range, like a whole gamut of things. It's not like when EA buys something and then it's like, "Hey, look, it's microtransactions and the usual EA type things."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you look at the just the gamut of things, it doesn't feel like a a formulaic box that people get. It's put not in. like
1: Activision or EA, right? Where we we're gonna utilize you and you're gonna make this product. If you fail to make this product, we're just gonna absorb your best people into one of the successful things we do and that's it.
0: <laughs> and I, and I don't mean that in a 100% negative way, but when you play like a Ubisoft game, you know, a Ubisoft game and you play an Activision game, you know, it's kind of, it's got that Activision box that, it fits in but you look at any of these games they're all wildly different from each other totally different experiences different genres different ups downs left rights it's all kinds of stuff just based on just that if you said hey man what's a embracer group sponsored game play like i got no idea because it's all these different things i don't know i feel like it could only be good and i don't <laughs> and i also don't want to just cramp on activision and ea because they do good stuff too.
1: no oh yeah they got some good games for sure
0: So I don't know. I feel like it's going to be good for Gearbox because it's so good for all these other studios and it doesn't just feel like cookie cutter stamping out type stuff.
1: And I totally agree with you. I think at the end of the day, this is only good. Embracer so far hasn't seemed to be coming down and and dictating anything of any of its studios it owns or any of its uh, working entities. So I think Gearbox gets to stay Gearbox. But now they have money backing them up, hence why they're going to start hiring both at the Quebec Studios and the Texas Studios. And they're going to rev up some new IPs, etc. This can only be awesome, assuming Gearbox has some good ideas and makes some really cool games.
0: And we know they have good ideas and they make cool games. I'm just hoping that this, like an influx of money and personnel and maybe, you know, more freedom because they have backing so now if they make a game that doesn't shoot up the charts it's not such a big deal you know i'm hoping that this does what we've been talking about for a long time and not pushes them but allows them to kind of break out from just 3d first person shooters first person shooter maybe like a 2d game maybe some narrative style games i mean what people have been pipe dreaming about is like some kind of crossover stuff with all these other studios. I know Jim Ferrando was like, man, if they could do Borderlands and Saints Row, that'd be amazing. That would be my dream. But, you know, they've got awesome 2D studios, too. Maybe you make, like, a Borderlands 2D, you know, just a little mini side-scroller Maybe they
1: make uh, Duke and nuke 'em, you know what I mean?
0: Duke and Duke, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe, you know, you do, like, Battleborn 1.5, which is some kind of cool narrative game or a 2D side scroller, some kind of fun thing. You could bring all the characters back in a slightly different way, utilizing talent and skill sets from all over these kind of things. Or they could do it in-house themselves, cause now they have the funding and the backing and in theory the freedom to do more of what they want.
1: Or just go completely out of their wheelbox and pull uh the kill zone uh Yahoo's Gorilla. Gorilla. Jeez, oh Pete's Pull a Gorilla and just go completely Left field and do something brand new. You know we've talked about before an RPG or just some kind of you know action adventure or something like that. I'd love to see Gearbox try something. Unique and fun and cool and different from just your typical first-person shooter kind of game. That would be awesome.
0: Even if they could just spread Borderlands out across all these other cool studios. Maybe it's something that Coffee Stain makes, but it's with the Borderlands license and franchise. Mm
1: -hmm. Something amazing like that. And there's a lot of possibilities for that. And then on the same token, as I kind of said earlier, they own a ton of IPs. Embracer Group does. Mm -hmm. So Embracer Group would say, hey, Gearbox, what do you feel about making Reckoning of Amular or whatever? Something in that realm. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. There you go. There's an opening, or one of their many other titles they've you know scooped up over the years. There's a lot of potential here, so I'm I'm excited for now, but I'm I'm kind of interested to just watch and see what the hell happens with it. Because any time a big corporation takes over anything, there's also the possibility for bad news bears. I think it won't happen, but you yeah. never know. You don't know in today's world. You just don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I will say when I first heard it, I went. What what does that mean? Because like you said, whenever a company gets bought, you think, oh, bad stuff, they're going down. or you know, not, not that they would, but you know what I'm saying. You get a negative image in your head. But now talking it out, seeing everybody's reactions to it, seeing all the other companies that are owned by the Embracer Group or are the operating entities of it, as they said in the press release, yeah. they're all awesome companies that make awesome games. Gearbox is that already, so I think it's a good fit. I think it can, like you said, only be positive. I will be positively optimistic, not just cautiously optimistic. I'll be positively optimistic, even though that's two of the same thing. Whatever. You know what I'm saying.
1: No, it's it's better, and I'm with you. I'm totally with you, and I can't wait to see what happens here in the next six months to a year because it'll take time for things to start rolling and revving up. But in the meantime, we get to see the director's cut on the Portland show, and we get to have our first world boss, it's going to be a good time.
0: It is going to be a good time. And you know what else was a good time, Eric? You know what? What, what actually was a good time? I was going to be sad and be like, oh, it was a good time. But now we can't have it anymore. But I did have a great time streaming Battleborn. One last hurrah. On Saturday, twitch.tv slash me, I played through every single piece of story content. From the prologue to the Heliophage, from Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion to Phoebe and the Heart of Echinar. And I had one last hurrah for Battleborn. I had a great time. But it made me so sad <laughs> playing the Heliophage again. Because you see the big ending. And then it closes off with, may our battle never end. And I went, this is the end. It made me so sad. But... It was also so much fun to go back through it all again. I mean, you and I had done it. Like we've said before, some of the beauty of Battleborn is when you go through the story, just like the operations. I mean, the operations changed a lot. But even those story missions changed little by little each playthrough. It was never the exact same lines uh-huh. every single time you played. So even when I played through it again, it was different from when, when we did it. And it was fantastic. And it made, me, it made me really happy, but then really sad that now you can't play it anymore ever. It's gone
1: off the map, never to be able to reinstall, it. and that is the crappy part because, you know, we stopped playing it all the time, you know, years ago at this point right. or whatever. But it was awesome to be able to just say, you know, what? oh man, we should, we should, we should hop back in and have a have a retro night. And so occasionally, mm-hmm. we would always do that, you know, over the time we'd pop that sucker back on, yeah. download, it and get in there and do it. And then as we played, for me, Friday was our last night, so. Yeah. You know, we're doing that, and I'm over here drinking beers, we're having a good time. And and as we were stomping Rendane, and it's funny because that wasn't the end of the night, but for me, that felt like the end. For me, that was it. Yeah. As we were just busting his chops, getting rid of him, before him, his minions, which were super annoying, by the way. God, I, that dude booping you off everywhere was just ridiculous with two melee characters. It was...
0: Uh, (laughs) it was hilarious because my single player run I was like well I need to be ranged so I can be on the other islands and not get booped off Mm -hmm. so I went in with Oscar Mike and like the literal second I spawned in Rendane came up it's like it's boss fight time he went swipe booped me off the world instantly instantly no no, I picked the characters you wouldn't do this to me how could this happen
1: (laughs) right away boom the second I spawned in it's not fair oh goodness so yeah doing that that was fun, irritating, but then we got to Rendane, and it felt so good. You know, yeah. I was in there, I was just smoking him. I was going through the rotation with Phoebe, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. He didn't stand a chance. He didn't stand a chance. We were killing him. Yeah. And that's when for me, I was just like, man, this is it, Rendane. I miss you, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know it happens. We get rid of you, but you come back later. You know. Yeah. You've been over to the other side, and you can figure this out. But I'll never know. I'll never know. I'm never gonna know. And then and then Matt, because he made us, because I didn't want to, Matt says we gotta play PvP again. Uh-huh. And I went in there and I felt good. You know what? I'll tell you this day, those assists and kills, the mm-hmm. the little flashes and the, the boops and the beeps and the yeah. the taunts, so much fun. They give you such a good feeling when you mm-hmm. get the assist or you get the kill and then you taunt that son of a gun. But man... Ever since it lost its, you know, its big oorah and all the people, and it just got down to the nitty gritty, we got stomped mm-hmm. zero to a hundred, just like we knew we would. Yeah. And I just cackled as the defeat zero one hundred screen appeared, and I said, mm. "Bye, Matt." <laughs> yeah. And I laughed, and I said, "That I guess that's that's the way it should be. That's the last screen I should see. Defeat, Eric. <laughs> defeat. You lose. Ah." <sighs> <sighs> Man,
0: And I told you this when it happened, but what really got me was after we beat Rendane and the closing cutscene started playing and the music kicked in and I was like, oh crap, I haven't played the Heliophage for probably like two years, however long it's been. I haven't played the prologue since the very first day we ever got Battleborn. I forgot that Deltron 3030 did a song for them, one or two, I don't know if it's just the same one split up, but I was listening to that and I went, oh my god, this song now... Because it's in this game, I mean, sure, you can find it on YouTube and stuff like that. But this is gone forever now. It's just poof. It's gone. And it, that's that's what really hit me. Like, I was I was sitting there drinking beers, having a great time, and then the music hit and it just went oof. Like my heart sunk. And I went, God. Now, I mean, not only this great game that we've loved playing and had a bunch of fun with, but now one of my favorite artists ever did something for one of my favorite Gearbox games ever. And now it's all gone all of it I was just I was I was just stunned by the the magnitude of the loss that I was experiencing but we're not going to end on a sour note with defeats and losing pieces of art and all these things but put it in the show notes we're doing it we talked about it any good memories or favorite missions these favorite missions favorite story apps these favorite story apps I want to do it all it's the battleborn. R.I.P. So long. See you, Bon Voyage. Episode of Third Shift.
1: One of the good memories was the very beginning. All right, we got a hold of the Alpha, and we were in there playing it. And God bless, it was a hot mess. It it, the color, the the color was too much. The yeah. effects were too much. It, it bled together, just so I saturated. I, I couldn't mm. even make sense of what was even happening in the game. Yeah, and we both were like, I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we're messing with this game, man. This ain't looking good. And so we walked away. And then you were done, and uh, Player X was done mm. at that point. And I don't know why I came back. I came back for the beta. Yeah, and I played it again, and I went, Oh man, oh wow, it's much crisper. It's cleaner. Everything. It feels better. Oh, so I spent like days. Trying to convince you guys to come back and try mm-hmm. again, because at the time Division was coming out, and we were like, "Yeah, this is it. We're gonna get hot in Division. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be a great game. This is where we we're gonna play our our Borderlands nights. We we're gonna drink beers and play Division. We were good. You, this is Eric. You convinced us. Division, where it was was what, what we're doing. we that's it. You made we made the choice. It's done." And I kept going, no, man, I don't know. I just played the beta, man. We got to give it a shot again. We got to try again. We got to try again. So just that that whole thing, going from something we all agreed, nah, this game isn't going to have what we need in it. It's not happening. We almost walked away. Mm-hmm. Almost would have never played this game, never been a part of this, probably never done the podcast at this point. Correct. That moment right there. I always remember that. And just me going, no, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Download it again. Download it again. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try it again. I swear, man. It was it was kind of fun. It was kind of cool. it's it actually okay.
0: What always gets me about that moment was, you know, we played the technical test, the alpha, mm-hmm. didn't like it. You got in the beta. None of us played the beta. We we're just like, okay, yeah, huh, huh. And then it was just like, hey, Player X came up and was like, hey, it's... It's $10 off for the digital edition if you, if you want to get it. And, and we're all just like, hell yeah, let's just do it for absolutely no reason, having not played the beta mm-hmm. and having not liked the technical test. Well, we're, whatever, all, we're all on
1: board. Well, that's what I was talking about because I was like, I played the beta, and I went, hey, I mean, beta was, beta was a lot better. It's 10 bucks off. Beta was a lot better. Yeah, screw it.
0: I have this distinct <laughs> picture in my head because we were at James's house, at his old house. Standing in the backyard, and I remember Brian, Like he had his phone up. Hey, man, it's like 10 bucks off. Uh, I think I'm going to get it. Okay. Yeah, I'll get it, too. Eric, you going to get it? Yeah, I'll get it. Boom. Everybody had it instantly. For the two of us, we got it for no reason. And then look Mm -hmm. at this. Look look at what's happened.
1: And then everything... Everything went after that, because that's, as you all know, listening to Third Shift, that's when we were like, yeah, we should do a podcast about Mm -hmm. Battleport. You know, it'd be cool. You see all these podcasts kind of following games, doing the things, and it'd be great. Well, it didn't turn out quite the way we expected, but it was still fantastic and wonderful and awesome. And without it, we had probably never done it in the first place, so...
0: Another fantastic and wonderful and awesome memory I have. There's so many related to this game. We were the last ones we were playing it. The other two dropped off. They fell off the world. They didn't want to play it ever again. But one one man stood alone, and he went, "Hey guys, I got a PS4." Was that 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 Battleborn game? Can I get that for like ten bucks? We went, "Yeah, you could probably get it for ten bucks," because this was after the rush and after the die down and after mm-hmm. the fall. And he went, "Oh, cool. I think I'll play with you guys." And we went, "All right, good friend." Howard, let's get on and play with you, brother. And I got my headset on, and I sat in my big comfy chair. I remember I still would pull up the comfy chair and sit in it. We were playing, and Howard was like, "Oh man, I, I'm going to play Wrath. I don't know. I'm I'm just going to do it. I'm sweet, Wrath's a cool character." And we started playing the algorithm. Then we made it like a third of the way, and he started started weaving around. He started doing weird things, and I heard like a rumble and a rumpus on the other end of his headset and then I heard it sound like somebody just like poured a bucket of beans like on the floor like I went it can't be what just happened and you started cackling and then I heard that sound again and I went there's no way and then I heard in the background
1: Daddy you're disgusting and then I heard also in the background what the hell (laughs) Oh, it happens. I'm
0: sorry, babe. I went, dude, Howard, (laughs) did you just get sick, man? yeah, I did. Uh, Just a beautiful memory, a moment frozen in time in a memory forever. Our one adventure with Howard playing One adventure.
1: It was the best. (laughs) And it was in Battleborn. It It was in (laughs) (laughs) this fantastic game. I gotta gotta go, you guys. I gotta go. (laughs) He wasn't even allowed one play session. Mm-hmm. That was the best. Uh, you know, we hear stories of that guy all the time. In that moment, was this the truest, coolest thing ever?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Can you leave me alone? I'm trying to play a game. You guys told me I could have 45 minutes to myself.
0: That's true. He, that,
1: he didn't even make it five minutes until. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man, that was so awesome. I, I'll never forget that. Never. Uh-huh. And then, of course, I will also never forget the first operation. That first time they announced Atticus and it came out, and then we heard the the whatever that the gazebo webo. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Mike uh-huh. just coming up, oh, playing yeah. playing that, and I was I was in love instantly. Mm. I laughed every single time, man. I was like, yep, nope, this is the money. This is where it's at. This is, These are the pinnacle of Battleborn. This is mm. it.
0: Another moment I'll never forget is one that you mentioned, so maybe you're going to be mad at me for stealing it. But I think we were down to a foursome, and I don't know if it was you, me, X, and Jeremy, or it was you, me, X, and Danny, because it wasn't a full team. It was the four of us and some rando, and we were playing multiplayer, PvP. And we got, oh, man, what do you want to play? And the, the selection came up. And we're like, we're doing capture because we always voted for capture because capture would never win. And the four of us voted for capture, and that rando voted for capture. And we went, all right, it's capture time because the others all split and whatever. And we we did it. We rocked it. We got uh-huh. old man cranky like without breaking a sweat. And I, I have so many awesome That's memories so of, awesome. of that match because – we were somehow the four of us actually coordinated like we never do ever had never had ever before or since. And then not only that, but not being in the party without any access to our comms or comms from that other person, that other dude, he was on it. Like uh-huh. I'd be like, Oh my God, they're, they're at Charlie. And I would see on the map, zoom off that dude went to Charlie. I'm like, I'm backing up the rando. You guys hold it here. You two over there, keep it, keep it together. Every single time we were in danger, that dude was there, and then one of us was there, too. And it was perfect, and we just blew that other team out of the water. And it was shing, old man, cranky title, unlocked. Beautiful. And we thought that was one of the ones we would never, ever, ever get, because everyone's Uh terrible at capture. Nobody could ever do it. And then that magical night, we did it, and that person stuck around with us for at least two or three more games, Uh playing all the different modes and stuff.
1: Yeah, that that was such a wonderful night. Oh, I'll always be thankful for that because soon after that, that's when they uh they took Old Man Cranky and made it like a lot easier to get. way you can mm-hmm. like cheat through it or whatever. But we got it when it was still original OG Old Man Cranky, mm-hmm. and you know that's always a nice moment in time where you're like, we did it, we did it. And of course, on top of all that, you got to say night. We got to play with Jozo's, Sean and everybody. Oh, yeah. At the same time, what a cool night, you know? And of course, Jozo is being freaking uh, trash can bird all night, you uh, know? And I'm just, and he was actually really good. You yeah. Know, he, he he's flying around smoking folks. And I'm like, God, I, I don't want you doing this, Jozo's. You're not supposed to be good with trash can bird. He's a trash can. That's why I named him trash can bird. It's not fair. I don't appreciate it, but I do appreciate you actually really being good and supporting the team and us winning some matches and having a good night.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I want to move on to like some favorite missions, some favorite ops. If you want to rank them real quick, we can do that. If you want to pull up the list, whatever. What do you got, Eric?
1: All right. Well, favorite, if you're going to, we're going to go with ops, Atticus. I mean, I know that's your favorite, but mm-hmm. it's just – it is. It's the best one. It was so much fun. It was so cool. Every storyline in there, every little iteration of it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But a close second for me, for me – course has to be Pheebs of course because I love her she's one of my favorite characters in all the game and her just constantly up on the comms talking and being ridiculous that's my cup of tea I loved True. her attitude I loved the way she jived and worked and I loved and of course being that it was one of the last ones you know you got the storyline with it you got everything going down with it you kind of got that hey here's where you learn what's going on how everything's unfolding it was a nice thing to have at yeah. the end of the day so those are my two favorites of them all. I'm obviously
0: gonna echo you on Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion being the best, because for the longest time I've loved hard boiled detective stories, any noir type anything. They did that so well. Just that's what blows me away about gearboxes. If you look at the story apps, they're all written in such different ways. And then some of them, from one run to the next, are written totally differently. I can't even imagine how they got Atticus and the Thrall Rebellion, the writing and the, the theme and the feel of it, so perfect in those story bits. I mean, the last run I did of it on Saturday when I did my big stream of all of it, just the intro, hearing that, that like saxophone and seeing Atticus typing on the typewriter, you know, oh, tempest, giant fist hanging in space in search of a face to punch or whatever the line is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got chills when I was playing it again. I was like, oh, my God, this – I'm getting chills right now thinking about the chills I got when I played through it again. It's so perfect and right up my alley. Like I said on Twitter, it's like it was made just for me. But if I have to pick a second favorite, I love them all for all kinds of different reasons. But for me, it's Montana and the Demon Bear. Not only is the story itself fun, the boss fight's fun, the whole way going through, it's tough. But, I mean, it can be super tough. Like my last run I did of it, it was terrible. But it's super fun to do not only just the base stuff, but then you get the Alani storyline.
1: Oh, I was gonna mention the Alani stuff so if you didn't, man, the Alani storyline. And we were in such a
0: bad way that run. We were so drunk late at night. And we needed we needed what we needed was Death Trap to come and kill the bunker for us.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Death Trap did in the form of Alani with her soft-hearted story. And go, and the bear just needed a big hug. And you walk up and the prompt is like hug the bear. Hug the bear, boom, the boss fight's over. He Story gives you the thing, you go off and get your loot.
1: The best.
0: And not only that, but the run I played on Saturday, it was Montana's like cheesy 80s action guy, like, oh, Montana, I'm the mayor of space and this demon bear stole my thing. I know you're one day from retirement from the space cops, but you know, come on in. And he told it like a cheesy 80s action movie and everyone's charming in. Yeah, explosions. Yeah, there was a car chase, all these cool things. So just that. That shows you three completely different ways they told that story of you doing the same things. And they did that all throughout these story apps. Just magical and unbelievable.
1: It's a close third, all right? And it would almost be second. But like I said, because of Phoebe, I, I you know, I, I can't say the heart of isn't my second favorite. But yes, you're right. With the, the incredible, cool, unique, different stories that were told with Montana and the Demon Bear, that one was just awesome. Because it was almost like you're getting, you were just getting fresh, new, bright playthroughs each and every time you got the new story, which you did up until you did them all, and then it would start to just randomly give them to you. Right. But, man, it was so incredible. I mean, it was just fantastic. And like you said, I do love them all, but I think between the two of us, we have just covered the three, for sure, best ones. There's Hands down. There's no There's no questioning it. There's no questioning it. i
0: got to give a shout-out to the Battle School, though, just because of the rating. I don't like oh, the, are- yes. the arena stuff. Is a little, you know, samey-samey. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. The arena. Yeah.
0: But each of those runs through with the different mics talking the to different Oscar Mikes Mike and General Mike awesome. and Jim Ferranda playing off himself mm. and telling these crazy stories. Beautiful. Just I – cu- I couldn't believe it. I got the mm. Queen Mike playthrough. Oh, I'm Queen Mike. Here I come. It's ridiculous. Ludicrous.
1: Just amazing. Chef Mike, you know. Just <laughs> Lone Shark Mike. Lone oh my Shark God. Mike. Yes. God, man. (laughs) Yes, the dialogue in that one is just superb. But I wasn't a big fan of the arena area, so Mm -hmm. that's why. Unfortunately, that one falls. And Toby's was awesome. But the problem with Toby's was we were so sure we were going to find the secrets in that one (laughs) that we played that thing about a billion times. Mm -hmm. And it was to the point where I don't think... I get nervous and scared just hearing the music in the Toby's friendship (laughs) now because I'm like, I I can't be in here all night. I can't be in here all night. I can't do Uh, this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Matt, don't make me stay here. Remember, dude, we got to
0: follow the wires on the floor. That'll be a secret. Got to follow the wires. uh, You know, I'll give it some props, though, because that's the only one that has pendles in it. And he's in it multiple times. One of my Mm -hmm. absolute favorite characters in the game.
1: It was awesome. So, like like we said, man, we can sit here and just talk about how cool they were. They were all cool. Ah, Battleborn, what'd you do, man? Come on back. Embracer, take some of them billions of dollars you got. Bring it. Bring it right back. Just bring it right back. It's fine. Don't even worry about it.
0: Yeah, they have to. I mean, everything you see about Gearbox, everybody wants to do more Battleborn stuff. This is the perfect opportunity. Or... Like I said, give it to Coffee Stain. They'll make some awesome 2D side-scrolling over-the-top ridiculous platformer with it. Something. Oscar Mike and Whiskey Foxtrot running around. It could be two co-op, Nuke and Duke style. Mm. It's weird because we stopped playing it for so long, but then when we played it again, it was still just as good as I remembered it. It's just mm-hmm. amazing, and it, made, it makes me sad that it's not there anymore. It's still on my console. I'm going to boot it up tomorrow before we play our games, so I'm just going to look at it and go, <sighs> Battleborn. Yeah. And I miss then the
1: you. final delete, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to do the same thing. We'll load up one last time just so I can see the gearbox message that it's no longer online. We thank everybody for playing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm going to go ahead and delete it. And that's the end until the Embracer Group spends a billion dollars. Let them do Battleborn 2.
0: And I hope they do. I mean, we gave them some stick over the years, but. Battleborn was an amazing game. I want to say thank you out there to all the efforts of anybody at Gearbox who was involved with that game or who kept it running. You know, came in along the way to keep things going. Fantastic experience. Our lives would be lesser without Battleborn because we wouldn't have this. We wouldn't be doing anything.
1: Well, not only that, we'd just be lesser one amazing game. You know? Yeah. So thank you out there, the great eight, right? Didn't they? Then that was something, You know, the great eight, the ones who were there. That kept fostering Battleborn, just kept promoting it. I think
0: you're right. Yeah, yeah, a, you're right.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing. Or I could be completely wrong, but I'm close. I'm close. I'm sort of close. You got to forgive me. I don't remember the names of my family members, so you can't you can't judge me.
0: Get out of my room, child. Daddy's recording a podcast.
1: You don't even know my name.
0: Shut up, daughter. Your name is daughter. <laughs> So what about you out there in podcast listener land? Got any favorite Battleborn memories? Any awesome ones? Any any horrible matches you remember where you just got raffle stomped and it was ridiculous? What's your favorite story op? What's your favorite story mission? Share any of that stuff with us. Commiserate with us. Send us your favorite memories. You've heard ours right here on the podcast. Send it to us via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. On the Twitter machine, at ThirdShiftME. And find us on Facebook under ThirdShift.
1: Those are all places you can find us on. And with those, you can also find us over on that wonderful little old Patreon. As I've said for years and years now, we treat it like a little old tip jar. If you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoyed any of our episodes, and you got a good giggle, got a good laugh, or just want to say, hey, you know, these guys, they can do even more. I appreciate it. Consider heading over there, throwing a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks, even though that coveted one million bucks where we'll change all of our lives and do all sorts of crazy crap for you. That's a possibility. You could change our lives. But if you can't do that, I understand. You can support us by going over that Twitch, following Mm -hmm. us over there, watching us when we're playing some video games and having a good time. You can give us mailbag questions, You know, things you want us to talk about in the show, uh, inquiries, etc., all those good things. You can give us the likes on the Facebooks. You can give us the thumbs up on the Twitters. Whatever it is, who knows anymore i don't know I don't That's follow these right. social medias I don't follow <laughs> social media it's too it's too complicated. I only know you know morse code you know what i mean that's all no, you I don't otherwise we would have gotten those secrets out of the friendship raid listen my boy scout book had it but i was too lazy to do it and i said on that episode i said i got the code but i don't want to figure it out because i'm too lazy someone smarter and faster go do it and they did it see, they sure see? did it they sure did so whatever i'll take it Anywho's who's consider heading over there throwing us something or just yeah in any way shape or form helping us out here at Third Shift. We totally appreciate it, and it keeps us motivated to keep throwing episodes out for you week after week after week. And speaking of episodes
0: coming out week after week after week, the next episode will be dropping on the 11th. Find it on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a reading, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it.
1: Indeed, we do. We appreciate those five star reviews. I haven't heard Matt tell me about a five star review lately. So I'm assuming there isn't one. I checked. I checked not too long ago. The last one is from some
0: guy named Doc Funky saying I'm the best. So we got to get some new ones.
1: We need some new ones. That guy, Doc Funky, what a ridiculous fool, you know?
0: He's my favorite person. Oh, man. I'm editing that out of the show.
1: That's right. That's right. Don't don't add that part. Anywho's get out there and give us those five stars, fools, just like that. That's it. Solid.
0: And with that, there's nothing else to say. But, don't forget to say. Shut up and sit up up
1: down. down.
0: We miss you, Battleborn.
1: Bye, Battleborn. Rest in peace, man.